Hello, everybody. Welcome to the SideQuest Podcast. My name is Luke. And I'm BJ. And uh, we are going to talk at length about these uh, new press conferences that ended. Yep. We've got a couple. Uh, we talked about the state of play a couple weeks ago, um, but we're going to be talking about Xbox and Bethesda. Some of the Summer Games Fest stuff, I guess. I didn't really pay attention too much to that one. And then uh, Capcom. And just today, Assassin's Creed. So mm. we can talk a little bit about those. Um, currently, right now, Xbox is doing their big extended showcase, which is all the games they showed off, and I'm assuming with like developer interviews and talking in depth about them. So I might watch that later, just to get like a full deep dive into some of these. Yeah, I'll watch parts of that, but everything this year just sucks my fat hairy balls so hard. I'm I'm on the different side of it, more so because I like I liked a lot of what was shown, at least in in like all of these, mm-hmm. with the exception of like w- one thing in Capcom's. Yeah. Which was the Resident Evil 8 DLC. Okay, cool. Sorry, my chair is very squeaky. Other than that, though, uh, BJ, how's your week been? It's been okay. Uh, I've been working on coloring a lot. I got a new coloring book. Um, So I've just been autistically sitting there with my nose in that for a while all day. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Valkyria Chronicles 4. Um, I'm now farther in the game than I was when I stopped playing it originally and it got really fucking dark and I didn't expect it. Um, I, I really enjoy the combat system in that game. Like it's, it's like Fire Emblem if Fire Emblem was also like third person. Um, and it's just really nice. It runs really well on the Switch and it looks great with it like storybook art style because it's all supposed to be like from Claude's journal. Um, but it's, it's really tight. I love that game. And, uh, it's really made me want to go back and play the others. I have, uh, Valkyria one remastered. So I'll play that two is available on the PSP so I can play that. But three, I think is the one that never got released here. Mm -hmm. Um, but it doesn't really matter because it's in a completely different continuity than two, one and four. Also, if you hear sirens, that's on our end. It's my windows open because my room gets stuffy, so I figured I'd have it open. So sorry in advance. Yeah, um, I've been wanting to get into Valkyrie Chronicles because, like, I because I'm a big fan of Fire Emblem, so mm-hmm. I've always been like, ooh. But what if like that seems fun? More anime, you know? It's content. like it's like if Fire Emblem was World War Two. <laughs> okay. But like, there's there's still like character interactions and everything. There's is these it things. less weeby as Fire Emblem? Would you say? Because uh, I feel Fire Emblem kind of, re- or especially like the Fates, you know, tr- trilogy. Of, it's like, oh, this is real weeb shit, degenerate. Fuck. Yeah, it's it's not very weeby at all. I mean, it's very like, it feels like an actual war drama that you would see in a theater. Okay. Um, some of the squad mates that aren't part of the main cast feel kind of tropey sometimes. Um, but it's it's nice because they don't get any bit of the main story, so having them differentiated somehow is nice. And they have squad stories for those characters, which are kind of like the social link whatevers okay. in Fire Emblem. Um, so they basically pair up three squad members that are like a weird bunch and have them develop together. Um, so that's pretty nice. Uh, super good game. I need to play the first one. And I'll probably play the second one. We'll see. You're going to uh, play Revolution? That really shitty action game? Yeah, I am, actually. <clears throat> I uh, Let me know how that is, because I couldn't get past, because like, I literally like, played, and for like 30 minutes, I didn't swing a sword. I'm like, 
holy fuck. Like, yeah. I was like, get me to the action already. And then the action was, like, heavy tutorialized, where it was like, the, here's the list. Mm-hmm. And you have to go through it. And I'm like, fuck this, dude. Yeah, I, I'll try it at least. I don't know how big it is in the overall mythos. But, uh, yeah, it's it's pretty good so far. I played that. Um, what else did I fucking play? I played a little more Horizon. I'm still not super far because every time I see a new icon on that open world, I'm just like, what's over here? Yeah. So I, I'll i go back through the same hunting spot like three times because I'm like, I need to get more components just in case I want to craft stuff later. So there's like one new enemy that I've found and I've hunted them to extinction in this one area. Um, but the overworld is super cool. Uh, right after you get past the... Um, the like little channel part that's right after the tutorial uh it really opens up and the first area is kind of like a big like last days of earth battlefield so yeah. there's like overgrown like tanks and robots and stuff it's a really cool visual um and then there's like a society off to the left of there that built their settlement on top of old satellite dishes um, yeah. so it's very cool and like I feel like a society like that would exist in like Fallout or something so it's a little nostalgic in a way um, I'm still loving the gameplay I just got the uh, basically the paraglider from Zelda oh yeah <laughs> it's not quite as satisfying because it won't carry you as far um, but it is good because the only real gripe that I had with movement in the first game is when you're aiming and strafing at the same time, the camera zooms in to right over your shoulder, so it's really easy to back yourself off of a cliff. Mm-hmm. Um, but in this one, if that happens, you just pop that paraglider and you're good. Uh, Sweet. So yeah, my my biggest problem with the first game is done uh, with this one, and I'm just excited to see where the story goes from here. Uh, but besides that, I haven't really been doing much. I rewatched season like one and two of Castlevania. Um for obvious reasons <laughs> and uh it still holds up i love that show um and i can't wait to see more funny you should say castlevania mm-hmm. i've also started watching castlevania as well Hell yeah. uh, for very obvious reasons but i also because i just finished up uh legends of vox machina the critical role animated show mm-hmm. and that just got me like in into like all right i want to see some fantasy animation shit yeah. So, like, I'm going to f- watch Castlevania and then probably jump into Vinland Saga since season two is about to start. Hell yeah, I need to get back into that one. Uh, I The season one is really good. I cannot wait for people to see season two and go, where are all the fight scenes? What the hell? This is like a big bloody fight, you know, fest. And it's like, no, this season two is politics. Yeah. So I can't wait to see people get hype on that. Uh, but no, yeah, Castlevania is great. I'm two episodes in because I just started, like, at, like last night. We're already... Two thirds of the way through season one, buddy. I know, right? <laughs> season one. Well, I, I like. I actually like how se- short season one is because it just feels like a movie that just got split up. Honestly, yeah. And uh, and it set. It's a good setting for it because like season one and two is realistically the the first season. Like yeah. that would be what the first season is. And it's like the first series or like that feels like it would be a game. Yeah. So. So yeah, I think. Because that, that, to be fair, that's why they're they're releasing season one and two as one Blu-ray and, and like a collection because it makes sense that way. But uh, yeah, season one with how short it is, it does a good job of kind of introducing you to Trevor, and then uh, Sifa. Cy- 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 yeah, it it goes back and forth between Sifa and Sifa, I think. 
but Saifa is how I've always pronounced she's it. She's great. I love her. Yeah, she's amazing. But Best also, girl. I also like how it, it it shows that this is a violent show as well. Like this is, and I'm like, good. Yeah. Because like, I feel like you can't do like vampires justice without obviously blood. But yeah. like, they're going full in on like, oh no, this is this is this shit's gonna get hype. Mm-hmm. So. And it does. If you've seen the show, it gets hype. They literally bring in the berserk armor, <laughs> bro. I, I I love Alucard season two, right? Or is he at the end of season one? Alucard, he shows up at the end of season one. Okay, okay. I I love him to death, dude. Dude's probably probably Trevor's my favorite character, but like Alucard, close second, just because like the way they actually did, like, okay, how would a vampire, like the son of Dracula be? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, how would that? And then they've nailed it to me where it's, it's a by disaster. Who's a badass. Yep. And then I, I love later in the show, he's just drinking and depressed and just like, what do I do with my life? Yeah. They did the by King story true to its heart. <laughs> so shout out. I also love the whole story, which by the way, we might spoil Castlevania. If you haven't seen it, go watch it. Uh, I like the entire Dracula story from, yeah. from season one to season four. Um, and then like Camilla and like all those other villains are awesome. Dude, I fucking hated them. <laughs> like, like I, I know I, I like them as to, villains, yeah. but, but like, like they're written so well that you're I like, just had em. so much hate and vitriol. What's the, the redhead chick's name? And like kept the dude in his little cucky dungeon. Uh, fuck. I can't even remember Her. that. That's I literally was sitting here watching that going, fuck you vile bitch. Yeah. Like, and at the end of that whole arc, I was like, Hector is a god. <laughs> Hector's like, he's probably my third favorite character after Trevor and Alucard. Maybe fourth because Sypha's pretty fucking great I too. still love when Sypha curses and Trevor's like, wait, you don't do that? And he goes, I do all this shit now because of you. <laughs> yeah, their, their relationship is so like... I want to say wholesome, but it's not but really it's, wholesome. It's, it's not wholesome it's, at all. It's, it's, it's I mean, just nice. <laughs> it's it's wholesome for the world they're in. Mm-hmm. Like, that's probably the brightest spot the whole series has. Is oh, at least there's some happiness. Because yeah. even when even when Alucard's all you know depressed and shit, it's like fuck, this sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I also like uh, season four when uh, Trevor's like, or Alucard was like willing to like help take care of the child. Mm-hmm. So sorry, spoilers, <laughs> but um. I, I was like, oh, Alucard's a bro. Yeah. Like, he may, he may, I, I still love just like, oh, Trevor and Alucard's just shit talking is always fun. Yeah. God, it's so good. And then the final fight was stellar. With Excellent death. animated. Oh my gosh. Fucking awesome. I cannot wait for Nocturne. Yeah. That shit's gonna be hype as fuck. And we got Richter, bro. Yeah, and he looks fucking dope, too. I'm so down. So, yeah, New Castlevania. Uh, I'm going to rewatch the whole series. Um, two episodes into season one, so I'm very close finishing that bitch. Um, but, yeah, no, that's that's a really good show. I, I also think the Vox Machina show is really good. If you want, like, an adult animated series that's more humorous, I would recommend that one. It's still got its fan- fantasy things, but there's also, like, it's very clearly a comedy because, like, some of the characters will make jokes that like like someone said fam and I'm like all right yeah it's very clearly not yeah fantasy babble but it's good it's actually really fun uh, this the the Vox Machina show does the if you've watched Critical Role it's the Briarwood arc mm-hmm. which has mainly to do with Percy as a character so the rest of the team is there and they help out and you get to know them but it's this one's Percy's like shot right so we'll see where they go with the next one um, and all that but it was really good. 
I really liked it. Um, the animation kind of fits that like DC animated style of kind of animation, so it's it's that format, not anime. Right. More like the Invincible and the boys diabolical kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's getting a season two, which is lit. I hope it continues to do well because it, I really like this story. I really like the the humor. I really like also how violent it is. Like it's violent. There's a scene where Percy shoots, like, ricochets a bullet, and it shoots, they like, slow-mo show it go through his cheek and rip his whole bottom jaw off. Jesus. And I was like, fuck, that's good. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, highly recommend that one. Uh, I've I've been playing a little bit of Horizon as well, the first one. Uh, I've gotten, uh, like, I'm going through it, but, like, it's a slow thing. Where I'm starting to realize, I think the reason I dropped it was because, for whatever reason, the, the game... Compare, comparatively to a lot of other open world games that Sony has done, I feel is the weakest open world. It's like Ghost of Tsushima, which granted spoiled me in how to do an open world game really well. Mm-hmm. And then Spider-Man, because fuck you, I'm swinging through New York as Spider-Man. I feel Horizon is the most, this has been done before, open world. I think the problem with that one is that like, there's not a lot of locations mm-hmm. that you can really like sink your teeth into like after the tutorial you're like okay you're done with the Nora homeland like you got everything you could out of that and then you get to Meridian and it's like oh Meridian is like what everyone in this world should be living like and then outside of Meridian in the open world it's like there's no real settlements like there's the shadow card just stuff but you don't really interact with that outside of fights like I, and I understand like story reasons why it's like that but it's mm-hmm. also just like I don't know, like, I kind of like my open world to be a little more populated. Yeah. I guess. And and granted, I'm having fun with it, but it was it was that just, like, I'm just kind of going and killing stuff, and then, you know, like, I, I need more content as, like, side objectives and things to do, I guess. Yeah, and that, that's the nice thing about the second one that I've noticed so far, is you start out in that little Osaram settlement, and they're like, we gotta get the mines working again. These fucking giant robots came down the mountain, and they're fucking with us. Like, that's a town, and then you get into the open world, and it's not even part of the story, that little satellite town. You just go in there, and there's quests and things for you to do, places to trade. Uh, There's, like, a dye shop where you can change the colors of your uniforms and everything. But so far, that has fucking nothing to do with the story, and it's just flavor. Yeah, which which is what I want. Uh, And so because of that, I've I've kind of put on, like, I'm playing it, but I'm, like, slowly going through it. Yeah. Um, So I'm playing Skyrim as well. Which I really dig. Um, I, I wanted to play Skyrim because of the Starfield trailer for the Xbox showcase got me like, I want to play Bethesda game. And so I was like, I could play Fallout 4. I could play, you know, New Vegas, even though it's Obsidian. I could play Oblivion. I was like, you know what? Nah, I haven't actually sat down and played Skyrim in a while. And I'm playing the Anniversary Edition, which comes with like all of the like Creation Club shit just loaded in on it. Yeah. Already I'm like, oh fuck. There was this like little zombie like mission i went found a bunch of zombies and dead necromancers killed them all and then you get the raise dead spell that's not in the base game i was Hell like oh yeah. fuck yeah so i used it once and i was like oh this is kind of cool uh but i'm playing a like a berserker like big dude so i'm like eh, magic's not much for me but there was that uh i don't know if this is in the original one but there was a mission where if you if you ask the steward of whiterun he goes someone might assassinate yarl bulgriff go figure it out so this little thing where you have to go get an apothecary go to the apothecary figure out who bought poison which it tells you it's not like it it, hel- it holds your hand through it right but it was still like oh it, like i kind of felt like oh i get to go do this and stuff so you you open it up read it 
and it has other cool stuff so you can just see like named npcs bought some shit like you see like oh vilkas bought a stamina potion you're like ha you know get it um i want them to do the same exact thing with fallout 4 yeah honestly they should because i think there's a lot of creation club shit in fallout 4 that's like would do, would do wonders for kind of building that game up into something new. Hell yeah. And, I mean, case in point, there's the mods you can do if you have, a, uh, I think, on console now, too. So everybody mm-hmm. can play these. I know there's more mods on Xbox, but... Yeah. Um, no, yeah, I think they should do it. Re-release Fallout 4 with all the Creation Club stuff in it. That would be great, and it would breathe a lot of much-needed new life into that game because that is the one that I've never gone back to. I, I probably will because of the mods. Um, and, and, like go through and see like what are some really good mods to kind of not necessarily overhaul and change the game but like enhance yeah so definitely the the one like same with this one i always run the unofficial patch mod on skyrim because i don't really give a shit about achievements Hmm. so i'm like cool let me run that mod on now and so it it does fix there's a lot of bug fixes i'm like oh cool like even character like models look a little crisper for whatever reason so i'm like oh this looks this looks good Nice. Um, and I have a hairstyle mod on it, so I can change it to, like, modern shit. But mm-hmm. I'm playing an orc, so, like, a crew cut looks weird. Yeah. So I'm like, whatever. But uh, I, that, that's been fun. Um, I really like Skyrim. I think there's something about playing Skyrim and just kind of running around. Like, not fast traveling. Just go explore. And because things will just kind of happen to you, like a courier will, will run up to you and be like, hey, what's up? I have a letter for you. And you'll open it. Here's Go do this thing. If you're running through the path, a Dark Brotherhood assassin will come by and try to kill you because somebody wants you dead. Yeah. And it's like, it's little things like that where I was like, fuck, this is really cool. And I, I, I'm starting to like wonder, I mean, I get why people don't like it, but man, fuck you. Skyrim has always been good. Don't try to be a contrarian now to say, actually, it's been bad since its inception. Go fuck off. It's a good game. I started that train and everybody's trying to ride it now. No, I, I think Skyrim's great. Um, especially in the open world. I definitely, if you, it, combat and like all the other stuff, definitely I can see that being like, you have to be into it. But I definitely think it's open world. And how even for how old it is, how beautiful it looks. Yeah, I, I can definitely agree with that. The couple times that I've tried to play Skyrim, I kind of just fucked off and explored. So The... To me, that's the best part of Skyrim is the exploration. I think it's the best part of like any of Bethesda's games, like Oblivion 2, where you're just like, let me just go. And like, mm. you'll find stuff on the way. Like, I've gone through so many crypts and caves and shit just because I'm like, hey, my thing's over there. What was that? Yeah. And Skyrim does that exponentially well. I feel like Fallout doesn't do it nearly as much because I, I felt myself not wanting to explore as much in Fallout because of their stories. Like, New Vegas, for sure, I explore a lot. But Fallout 3 and 4 are, like, very detrimental of go find family member. That's the most important thing. And so every time I go off and fuck off, I'm like, man, my son's somewhere, I guess. Yeah, my my thing is I started with 3, and no matter what the story was telling me to do, I was like, I want to go see what's over here. Yeah. And then New Vegas, same thing, dialed up to 11. And then 4, it was like, I don't want to go see what's over here because Preston Garvey's going to just tell me to go save this fucking settlement. It's going to give me one radish. And then I just basically fell into this thing where I was like, okay, power level, fight things, and then do story mission, and then finish game, and then wait for Nuka World, and then... Far Harbor and Nuka World were really good. Nuka World is the closest thing they've ever made to a New Vegas, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, that one, I spent hours in just exploring and walking around and finding all the cool little shit you could find. 
I definitely think I'm 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 excited for Starfield for that reason because apparently uh, one of the lead writers is the one who wrote Nuka World and, and Far Harbor, mm. and those are really good stories. So good, hell yeah. But um, yeah, I think uh, that's pretty much all I've been doing. Obviously, we've been playing Divinity with Matt. We're like not too far into it to really give opinions. Yeah, we're still on the first island. Which I think is because we can just fuck off and do our own things. We definitely we need to coincide. Like, all right, let's let's actually be an adventuring party. We need levels. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I I don't know. I, to me, I feel like Divinity would be at least for me really fun to go in on my own, just because I could get the party that I want, mm-hmm. fix it up, and go from there. But I like I like the social aspect. I think, especially because I feel like this would be the closest we're gonna get to D and D for a while. Yeah. So, but it's there and. Uh, well, I haven't played it. I downloaded Elder Scrolls Online because mm-hmm. that trailer for the the High Isles kind of got me interested, and I figured, you know what, fuck it, I'm gonna play it. I'm gonna see. I'm gonna message Scott. I'll message Matt. See if anybody wants to play it with me. Did Scott hit you up yet? Uh, no. Yeah, he hasn't been replying to any of my texts either. All right, cool. <laughs> but um, it's great knowing you, Scott. Glad we had that friendship. <laughs> nah, so I'll 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 text Scott. Really, be like, hey. You, you cool? We'll see what happens. But, um, yeah, no, that's pretty much all I've been doing. Just animation and video games, so, which is the normal. Yeah. All right, you want to jump into these? Yeah, let's get into it. Before we get into it, though, I, I do want to say, uh, rest in peace to Billy, I think it's Kemets. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was the voice actor for Ferdinand von Eiger in Fire Emblem Three Houses and Three Hopes. He was Josuke in uh, almost a Persona, uh, Jonas Bar Adventure Part Four. Uh, he, I'm assuming, I guess he was the boyfriend of Erica Lindbeck because like they they were yeah. never public about it, but it was like anytime they were just taking pictures together, it was like y'all, y'all yeah, got a thing. It was very clear. Yeah, but um, he he was also Naofumi in uh, Shield Hero. Oh, really? Yeah. Damn. Which, he he was great for that role, and I I worry that the quality's going to drop after this in that anime now. That he's definitely great voice actor, and it sucks because you know, especially he died at like thirty four, yeah, which is super, super young, tragic. Like he before appar- the half point in his life, he it was, and he got I think it was a colon cancer, I believe, and it and when he got diagnosed, it was already stage four. So it was like, it's yeah, fucking horrendous. It was, it was just fucked from then, and it sucks. But all the prayers and thoughts to anybody, you know, the family, friends, all the people he's met, and you know, touched along the way of like with his voice through the acting, and whether he got people into voice acting or people found passions through his work, like it, it sucks. It's a, I mean, even outside of that, like for years and years and years after this, people will still play the games and watch the things that he was mm-hmm. in and be affected immensely by them and that's Case an in point, incredible achievement. People consider Jojo Part 4 to be the best one. Yeah, and he is I, the voice actor for part for Josuke. That so. is the only thing that is keeping me interested in Jojo at all is getting to Part 4 and I can't Part wait 3 to is just it. bad. I don't like Part 3. I don't like Part 3 at all. I, I It's so long and slow that I feel like people just saw the really cool final fight and were like, oh, this is really good. And it's like, well, no. <laughs> My thing about that show in season three and four, I guess, is my sister and I were watching it and we were like, okay, when does it get to the good shit? And then they were like, okay, here's a Joseph episode. And I was like, let's fucking go. We're getting back to the Hamon shit. He didn't use Hamon one time. <laughs> no, because his stand is a vine. Yeah, that gradually just fucking kills him. <laughs> 
Yeah, I whatever. I hate I hate Stardust Crusaders. That's apparently a fucking weird thing to say because people love the stands and all that shit. I don't like, understand no. why JoJo has such a hardcore fan base. I think it was part four. I truly think when they got to part four, they just went wild with it, and that's when people started getting heavy into it. I think part Stardust Crusaders has the memes. Mm-hmm. But I really think part four is where it went hard. If part five is like part four, then I'll start with part four and just watch part, it on. Part right. five is like a mix of three and four where it has the more serious nature of a storyline, mm-hmm. but it's the goofy shit from four. So the same with Stone Ocean with part six or five. Yeah, part five where it's like it's it's the same goofy shit you love, but we're going to do a serious like the, it is a serious storyline. It's not just hijinks and fun like part four really is. That's good. But, um, yeah, rest in peace. Uh, it's going to be very interesting playing Three Hopes when it comes out and being like, ah, fuck. I, I for sure just, just add a, add a, I mean, it's, I can't really do much, but, like, I'll have Ferdinand on my team always. Yeah. Rocking that battlefield with me in, in, in respect. Yeah, he was one of my boys in the first playthrough I ever did. Did you Black game. Eagles first playthrough? No. Oh, was but he? I, I oh, did recruit got him. him. Yeah. He is a solid recruit. I actually like Ferdinand. Yeah, me too. But yeah, rest in peace, the man. I figured we'd, we'd say that because us being, you know, big Erica Lindbeck fans, like mainly as the meme, it's also just like, hey, this really sucks. And Yeah, and I, like, I obviously, we both follow Erica on pretty much everything, but also, like, every other voice actor I follow was tweeting about it, and I yeah. thought that was really sweet. He's such a, he seemed like such a chill dude. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that he, he got to live at least how he did, and he got to, you know, follow his passion. Yeah. And a lot of people can't say that. Yeah. So rest in peace, uh, to Billy. Do you want to do Capcom or Xbox first? Let's do Capcom. Okay. Because it's I can just blow right. Yeah. Through run this. me through these, and I'll give you my opinions. Real they quick. started the Capcom showcase with showing Phoenix Wright's silhouette, and it got me unreasonably hyped um, because it's been since the 3DS that we got a new game. The remasters of the 3DS games that came out do not count. They were in Japan for years, and we never got them until now when it was way too fucking late. Um, let's see. This list starts with the good shit. Okay. Uh, so Resident Evil 4 Remake gets a new gameplay trailer. How does it look? Uh, I mean, visually, it looks fucking great. Um, there was one line in the showcase that was like, it will play like Resident Evil 2 and 3 Remake. And I was like, fuck you! <laughs> fuck you! Give me the tank controls! <laughs> um, so that had me really pissed off. But, uh, you know, what am I going to do about it at this point? Uh, Resident Evil Village got its season pass detailed. How uh, long after launch? Way too fucking long. I uh, know the the DLC is like called, what, Shadow of uh, Hope? It's Shadows of Rose. Rose. That's her name. Yeah. So I know that, but that's I don't know much else about their season pass. So they added um, third person mode which they okay. basically had to go through and redo animations and basically retool the whole like gameplay system. So now that will play like two and three, essentially, okay. if you have that turned on. Um, Shadows of Rose will always play like that. In third person? Yeah. Okay. Um, but it, it looks great. It looks like a, uh, a more action-y Resident Evil. So if you're looking for that gameplay style, you can do both. 
I'm, I probably won't be what, how I go back to Resident Evil 8 is just play in third person, then go to Shadows of Rose. Yeah, I uh, I really want to play that VR mode, so I hope that that is accessible when it yeah. comes out and not scalped for six years. Um, past that, they showed that they were adding more to the Mercenaries mode in that game, and they're doing something really interesting by adding villains, which they've only ever really done with like Wesker and Krauser, okay. which are more like human enemies um but in this game they're adding chris redfield obviously um and then they're adding heisenberg with his big ass like hammer and powers and shit and then they're also adding lady dimitres which is really cool because in first person mode it's to scale so you're you're looking down at all the enemies hell yeah and they show this uh this kill animation that she has where she grabs one of the wolfmen by the throat and lifts him up into the air and then slams his face down into a rock. And I was like, God, I wish that was me. Um, So yeah, that was pretty cool. Uh, Resident Evil 2 and 3 Remake and 7 are free next-gen updates. Which I'm kind of happy with that. Anytime we get cool 60 FPS, like new versions, I'm all in. And if they're free, go fuck yourself for making me pay for that shit. Yeah, it's it's a thing that exists. I don't really care much for it because frame rate does not matter to me, and I thought they were perfect when they came out. So to me, I think especially is it just frame rate? Or are they doing like also like 4K and like ray tracing for? Because I know that that was the big thing with like Devil May Cry's special edition. 4K ray tracing, um, higher frame rate, and 3D audio. Yeah, I'm, I'm definitely gonna probably replay some now. I actually at this point, I know people wouldn't want them to. I would remake Resident Evil One. Honestly, yeah, like, like that GameCube remake is not doing it for anybody. Well, I mean, to be fair, I think it's a great remake. Don't get me wrong, but like, especially now, Resident Evil has a specific style, and it's this third-person horror elements. They're yeah. they're adding in a third-person mode to eight because I think that's going to be their forward momentum. And they basically had to remake the whole game to do that. So, so I'm I'm very interested to see where where it goes. But whatever Resident, Evil, I th- honestly, as much as I know. I think they should just still make Resident Evil 9 first person to kind of finish out that trilogy. Yeah. Um, I wonder, though, because if Shadow of Rose ends with a way where they go, Ethan's somehow alive again, and somehow go, Ethan's still the protagonist. So I know you haven't seen the trailer. Yeah. But Rose, it basically picks up after that end credit scene or whatever. Yeah. She goes to this uh, new Umbrella BSA, whatever the fuck corporation they're in now. They go to the lab, and she's like, oh, this is a sample of the Metamucide or whatever. And she's like, it has a consciousness, and since I was born from it, I can enter that consciousness. Um, so she, like, goes into it, and it's an excuse to reuse the maps from 8. <laughs> but uh, she's walking through, and she sees these words appearing on walls that are like, you need to run away, get out now. And then they're like, this character who's talking to you's name is Michael. And I'm like, no, it's fucking not. That's Ethan. Ethan. Stop lying to me, you (laughs) stupid cunt. That's not going to work. The villain seems to be the Duke with Mm. a Phantom of the Opera mask. All right. So I I don't know what's up with that. At this point, I just stopped trying to guess what the fuck Resident Evil does. Yeah. Like, every game is like, what? Yeah. Um, So, yeah, Resident Evil, they got a lot of shit coming on the pipeline. Uh, RE-verse still is coming out, I guess. (laughs) Um, I do not give a fuck anymore. Um, 
let's see what else. Street Fighter here. Six, I think was they showed off more, right? Uh, I think so. Let me work through my goddamn list. I'm so sorry. <laughs> Monster Hunter Rise Sunbreak expansion gets multiple new details. Guess what? It's still Monster Hunter Rise. Uh, Exo Primal gets a gameplay trailer. Guess what? It's Anthem with dinosaurs. I was really hoping that this, like, when the, when the trailer came out the first time, I was like, are they doing Dino Crisis? But yeah, it's not Dino Crisis. That's what everybody thought. And they were like, no, it's Anthem. Well, maybe maybe if fucking Bioware can't do it, Capcom can find a way. Then this time, instead of fighting aliens, it's a T-Rex. Why didn't they just call it Dino Crisis? Because I feel like at that point, it's too far. Because Dino Crisis is a horror game. So I, I, feel like, I feel like it's too far where people would go, this isn't Dino Crisis. This is... Although, to be fair, now people are saying, why did they just make Dino Crisis? Yeah, they could have just made it a spinoff. Like Dino Crisis Adventure. I don't know, fucking know. Street Fighter Six to get at least one more announcement in 2022. Um, they did a little showcase of the new characters, uh, Luke and Puke. And... Uh, they were like, we can't wait to show you what character comes next, but the, we all know that the, the roster's already leaked. been leaked. The whole thing And leaked. when they revealed Guile at the uh, the Summer Game Fest thing, nobody gave a shit because we already knew. I just want to see their... I want to see, see the Kin trailer. Yeah, That's I, the only one I care I wanna about. I want to see that motherfucker go, she took the kids, Ryu. She took the kids, Ryu. <laughs> that to me is the funniest shit, is they literally had him be a divorced dad. Yeah. Jesus. Uh, they had a really easy home run lined up and they fucking whiffed it super hard. You know, with Dragon's Dogma? Yeah, Dragon's Dogma. They were like, Dragon's Dogma has been a cultural hit since it came out. They made a fucking anime. There's all this other shit about it. And then they were like, so we're happy to announce that we're doing another live stream some other time about Dragon's Dogma. And you know what's funny? Apparently that Dragon's Dogma stream is just going to be another Capcom stream because apparently some Street Fighter I'm afraid was going to be there too. Okay. <laughs> that um, was that was the thing. I'll, I'm going to cut in real quick because that shit happened earlier. The Assassin's Creed stream was, hey, we're adding some stuff to Valhalla. Uh, Origins got the 60 FPS mode. Uh, we're doing, we're, we're doing the, you know, the virtual tours, which apparently is actually really cool. And people use them in schools, which I think is really cool about this. I remember seeing that the first time they showed it off in origins and I was like, that's dope. They're, they're doing it for the Viking one now too. And yeah. it's, but they're, they're making it where the Viking one I think is a standalone. So you could just straight to buy like, or download it for free and do it. So like, if you're a teacher, cool, you now have a way to teach Vikings and like show kids. That uh, reminds me of when I was in middle school, we always used to download, um, the Ubisoft like streaming platform. I don't remember what the fuck that was called. Yeah. It was the orange thing. And uh, we downloaded it on every single school computer at Hillsboro. And there was this one English class that I had, I think it was seventh grade where we were on the computer for like two weeks and our teacher like overbooked the computer lab by a long time. Um, so we all just got into the same lobby and played MX versus ATV. Hell yeah. In that like open world thing. And even the teacher got in on it. And it was just so fucking dope. And I even played Assassin's Creed 2 on that service at school. <laughs> Hell yeah. But uh, their last big announcement was uh, stay tuned for September when we announce a new Assassin's Creed stream. And I'm just like, great. All right, cool. I don't care about stream announcements. Like, just, like, here's my thing. Just tell me when the fucking thing's coming out. Like, if you're not ready to say something, then just hold off. Um, there is one thing, though. Valhalla is getting a roguelike mode. Interesting. So you get to go down and to hell. So you get to face a level 99 enemy right out the gate and have it fuck you in the face. Well, 
it's it's set in the like you know the 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 fantasy at, uh, Norse god world, mm-hmm. and you play as Odin, and you literally go through, and you have to try to kill the queen of hell, and it's a roguelike where you go get resources, die, level up, go pretty much Hades, but with Assassin's Creed. I will Creed. never ever support Assassin's Creed. You can't. You can't catfish me into this Ubisoft. I'm gonna try it just because I like I liked Valhalla enough that I'll I'll jump in. But uh, and it's free, so that's cool. They're they're giving that God out for free. God damn it, it's free. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. It's so fucking weird. Is every time Ubisoft goes and does something where I'm like, no, fuck you. They go, here's all this fucking content for free, and I'm like, it's like the fucking Sour Patch Kids commercials where yeah. they'll fuck your wife, but then they'll give you a peppermint. <laughs> That's the commercial I want to see. <laughs> is the the doors locked? You just hear, oh god, oh god, and then like one of them comes out and it's just like, here you go, man. <laughs> Here's a lollipop. The guy's like streaming tears down his face with a like fucked up tie, and he just takes it and no, smiles. No, no, no. The, the one, it's like a big burly sour patch. He goes, hey buddy, go play the Nintendo Switch. <laughs> you can stay up until nine thirty tonight. The guy goes, the Sour Patch, the Sour Patch kids are great. Uh, my mom, they they let me play my games late while they uh, pleasure my wife. It's like Sour Patch cuck commercial. I want to see that. They should hire me at Sour Patch Kids to be their marketing manager. Honestly, Sega needs to hire anybody for their marketing manager. Shit, I'd F- do it. The fucking Frontiers marketing has been bad because everybody who's played it has said, no, it's actually kind of good. I do it for free. I make Sonic cuck commercials. <laughs> I mean, technically, it's canon that Sonic cucked tails with a girl. Yeah, that's Mina Mongoose. Yeah, that happened in in the comics, and it's like, dude, why? And I'm sure somebody got AIDS in that exchange. People were always getting AIDS. Yeah, dude, we need to dedicate a whole podcast to the Ken Pender shit. Yeah, holy fuck, it's insane. Yeah, like Knuckles is Jesus apparently. Yeah, it's Jesus. All right, and God is an elephant. (laughs) Yeah, for real. All right, cool. Um, Xbox. So you you thought this one was kind of whack. It was very mid. Uh, Redfall, I do not give a shit about. Um, they're just trying to do Left for Dead, but it's vampires now. Uh, and they're like Nosferatu vampires. <laughs> um, so that's a thing. Is there a fucking chainsaw <laughs> going on outside? What the fuck? See, see if you can uh, yeah, shut the window a little bit. <laughs> that helped way more than I expected. I'm keeping all this. <laughs> Alright, well, cool. So you, you thought it was kind of mid. I really liked it. Just because there were a lot a lot of games that worked. That's fine. Okay. Yeah. I thought there were a lot of games that I was actually kind of interested in. Because I one of my things with the Xbox showcases that they always do is I like that they're not just going to dedicate it to like the heavy hitters like if for whatever reason they they like showing off everything because that's their new model is game pass one so thing they, that really had me excited was that um that action game battle royale that they showed i can't remember the name of it at all but it looks super fucking oh, i'll cool. go through everything trust me we'll go through it but that one has me excited but also iffy because it's by NetEase, which is like the most aggressively yeah. Chinese, like pro China government. Chinese. Well, like the pro, the what's the like the C, is it CCP or the Chinese government? I don't know. It's like they're like they're like in with the Chinese government is what I mean. Yeah. So it's like it's very like I mean this looks really cool, but also like yeah, 
I don't want to support it, but it looks really cool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So we'll go through everything. Uh, this was the longest of the press conferences so far, I think. But first thing they showed off was Redfall, which I think was an interesting way to st- open with, by going, here's that other exclusive Bethesda game that we lo- we told you about that's getting delayed, but now we're going to show you everything about it. Bad way to start off for me. Yeah. Like, I, it to me, it was cool, especially because it can be played by itself. They made a point that it is still single player or co-op, depending on what you want to do. They said the same thing about Operation Raccoon City, and then I would lose two of my teammates to just infinitely firing at a wall for the whole mission. So we'll see how that goes. Oh yeah, no. It, I, I wonder if it's gonna have AI or if it's gonna be like you just play by your one of like with one character. Yeah, just turn the enemies down, change yeah. the the mobs. But uh, uh, still about the gameplay. I think a lot of arcane is still part of this game. The environments they showed off were fucking great. Yeah. I think ever the art style, the environments, I like the humor they were showing off. Like everything else fits that arcane vibe. Just the co op like Left 4 Dead shooter was like is definitely gonna be the the, the hurdle people jump over. Mm-hmm. But everything else feels like an arcane game, which is why I'm like, just make it single player. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. They're trying something new and if if this is what their passion project was, go for it, I guess. <clears throat> uh Hollow Knight Silk Song showed up and actually was like, hey, it's a game, we're, we're putting it out, don't worry. And it looks really good. Did they put a date on it? 2023. God damn. Uh, or at least I think, hold on. Um, um, I actually don't know. I think they did, but if they didn't, oh well. But the That g- game is never coming out. <laughs> at least, I, I wonder how the subreddit's doing now that they actually have content to go over now, because beforehand it was just, it's happening, and that was it. Now they have a full-ass gameplay trailer. Okay, it says confirmed for within the next year. Okay. Well, I, I guess they... Because they did... Uh, Xbox did say everything here is the next 12 months. So yeah. I guess that shows something. And it's coming to Game Pass. So if you haven't played the first Hollow Knight, it is on Game Pass. And highly recommend. Yeah, it's very a really, good platformer. Really good Metroidvania-style platformer. Highly recommend. Uh, this one... The High on Life, which is from Squanch Games, I think. The Rick and Morty people. Yeah. This looks really fun. Uh, it It's a FPS where all the guns... or Your guns are an, ancient, are an alien race that are strictly meant to be used as weapons. Mm-hmm. And each one has a personality and like can talk to you and all this other stuff. So that looks interesting. Yeah, it uh, it gave me some real like Obsidian vibes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but while watching it, I was really pissed off that Redfall was existing. <laughs> so I was just like, "Oh, it's Rick and Morty, but it's a game again." And uh, I was like, "What if the what if there was a guy with eyes that were characters?" And now it's like, "What if your gun was characters and all those characters was Morty?" <laughs> you <were> right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. I just wish that uh, Justin Roiland would do one other voice. That's fair. <laughs> I'm I'm interested in this just because it seems like it's gonna be a fun game, but like I definitely kind I'm of, definitely gonna play it. I definitely because I feel like a lot of the Rick and Morty humor and like their like Justin Roiland's type of humor is very specific. Yeah, and a lot of times it hits me really well, but like there's some times where I'm like this kind of sucks. It hits really well, but like with Rick and Morty specifically, this has been talked about to death, but the fandom is just absolutely just the stupidest group of people on the face of the planet. Like, those people that talk about uh, 4chan, like, fedora wearing Hedy Comeries or whatever. Like, that's the people that like Rick and Morty openly. Yeah. (laughs) So it really turns me off. 
That's fair. Next, uh, this one's strictly for the PC crowd, but Riot Games has a partnership now with Game Pass. Um, yeah. Which, if you play League of Legends or have wanted to, well, now you don't have to spend like $300 to get every character. You just get them. But they're also bringing stuff to console, right? No. Oh, well, never mind. No, yeah, it was PC Game Pass and then mobile. So, like, the League of Legends mobile game is part of that, I guess. That's an autistic decision if I've ever heard one. Um, but, yeah, they're not coming to, to like, Xbox at all. They're going they to PC. They could at least put, like, Valorant on there. If they had Valorant, that would be a huge boon for them. But this they were was, like, This nah. was strictly them. I think this is a decision Microsoft was like, hey, look, we're, we're serious about PC gaming, and why not get League of Legends the, like, number one PC game? on our fucking system. Yeah. So this was that thing. And, and I've seen some reactions where they're like, no fucking way. Like, cause I guess people didn't expect this to happen. Right. And I think it's because, yeah, people will just look at Xbox and go Xbox. But now I think this is a move where they're going to go, Hey, Xbox also means PC. I did like the KDA song they played during that review. Well, yeah. Cause KDA is great. KDA fucking slaps. Yeah. But that's, that's big for the PC people. So, which we are not. Yeah. <laughs> um, a Plague Tale Requiem got a, like a big, like, gameplay trailer still looks really good i i'm super hyped for this game if you haven't played the first one go play it it's really good and mm-hmm. this one looks like it's gonna be even more i like the the rat controlling thing yeah I'm, i like I'm, games with rat hordes <laughs> yeah this so this looks really cool it looks like it's gonna continue on from the first one and it looks like we're gonna get a lot more like heavy character driven with the, the protagonist in this one yeah which i'm all for uh we actually got to look at forza, forza motorsport and again uh, what is it with Xbox and making the best-looking racing games in existence? Because we got Horizon. Remember when we watched the fucking Xbox trailer and they shut off Horizon 5? Yeah, and, and we, we everybody in the world was like, why are they just showing us like a video of Mexico? And then they're like, oh my god, this is a video game. It's the same shit here where they show that, that stream of water and cars driving by and they go, let's jump into the game and just zooms to a car. Yeah. You're like, fuck, they got me again. Yeah, it's I, like the opposite of a jump scare. <laughs> It's 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 the it's so interesting because like on one hand yeah this is insane tech, but on the other hand it's like you're putting that tech to a racing game, yeah. But we'll see. Uh, I'm the Forza games are games that I will typically, especially now they're on Game Pass, will so I'll play if I just need a game to like distract me. I guess like they're not something that I I personally will put down hours and hours of content on, but it's there. It's kind of an interesting duality that you can point out there. In the automotive world, Formula One is like the bleeding edge in automotive technology. And then like the next five years, you'll see that hit like consumer cars, Mm -hmm. like on the higher end and stuff. It's kind of the same way with video games where it's like the bleeding edge tech is always going to be in the racing games. And then within the coming years, it's going to trickle out to other genres. And I think it's really ironic that a Formula One comparison can be made to that. I was like that both of the two, like, probably highest looking ones are Xbox games. Yeah. Uh, next was Microsoft Flight Simulator celebrating 40 years, because I forgot this was a PC game first. Um, new content, new helicopters. They shut off the, 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 what is it, Saint of St. Louis or the Pride of St. Louis? The Wilbur Wright. Uh, oh, yeah. The, the old, like, the first plane. Yeah. So that was cool. They're adding gliders. They're adding the pelican from Halo. Fictional things. Which that was kind of cool. I liked that. I was like, that's actually really kind of cool. Put in the Thanos copter. Hey, for real. Um, next was Overwatch 2. 
It's uh, Overwatch, but again. It's Overwatch, but free to play. And early access is in October, and it has the Junker Queen as a new character. Yeah. Um, I like how they made a race diversity power scaling system, and the first character they reveal is a white girl. Yeah, right? <laughs> but no, she's probably gay. <coughs> what the fucking do? Remember, remember, they have to be somewhat diverse. Yeah. Well, to be fair, woman is probably diverse enough for Activision. She, she put all of her points into gay, didn't leave any for black. Did you I mean did you see the hair and the midriff? She's for sure rocking that lesbian energy. Yeah. No, we we joke, but honestly, if it, it feels just shitty that like that's what some characters are. I I feel like that was Tracer's thing where she was, where they were really like, oh, we need uh, inclusivity, and someone just went lesbian. Yeah. And that was it. Because I mean, it's, also, it's it's happened with all the like Soldier seventy six got confirmed gay after they fucked up. So yeah. Um, I just can't wait to see how much you have to pay for each character because I know that's coming. Yeah, because this one is free to play, so that's gonna be annoying. Um, which is, I I wonder how they're gonna price characters because I made a joke to you that I don't think you got initially that was like a slave trade thing. Oh fuck! Where Doomfist is thirty dollars and Lucio's twenty dollars. I didn't get it like <laughs> that, but now I do. Fucking shit. <laughs> I, I don't know, because I, to me, I think I think what they're going to do... I feel like all of the Overwatch 1 skins are going to be... Or, like, the base characters are going to be, f- like, part uh, of it. Apparently, um, if you link your account, all your skins carry over. So, yeah, if, if you... Yeah, I think... that Which makes sense. Um, I also think it's funny that the Founders Pack includes a skin for Sombra that's a literal clown laughing at you for buying the Founders Pack. <laughs> yeah. It... I don't know, man. Blizzard, Blizzard's in a weird spot. Mm-hmm. So, but yeah, Overwatch 2 is free to play. The only reason I give a shit about this is because there's co-op. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited to see how that goes. Um, I think eventually they're probably going to go back to the 2-2-2 system mm-hmm. because I don't see one tank working unless they drastically change things and things don't look that different to me right now. Nope. Um, so I think it's going to get heavily retooled after it launches. So I'll wait for 2.0. <laughs> All right, uh, next is Aura History Untold, which is one of those big grand strategy games. Yep. Very similar to Civilization, but this time it's all history-based, I'm assuming. So you get to do, like, different, like, historical moments and interlink them and whatnot, at least based on the CGI trailer they showed. That's coming to PC only, no console date yet, but... I think that's the one that Taylor and Joey told me about, where you can, like, make people inbreed. Well, uh, wait, what? Yeah, it's it's super weird, but you can, like... Make super fucked up societies of inbred rat people. No, this is not that one. This one, because this was just announced apparently like a couple days prior to the Xbox showcase. So I don't think it's that one yet. If there's one that's out there like that, then the, cool. There's one that just got announced that is like that, where it's a mechanic that you can inbreed. All right, and, cool. So yeah, I, I want to see more of that. Fair enough. Up next, new expansion for Elder Scrolls Online. This is going to the Breton homeworld, which has never been seen in any Elder Scrolls medium yet. So cool. Yep. Uh, if you like ESO, more ESO content. I, I've yet to really dive into that game, so we'll see. Uh, Fallout 76 is going to the pit. So if you're a fan of Fallout 3, get ready to have that shit ruined for you. I fell into the pit. <laughs> uh, Forza Horizon 5 has a Hot Wheels DLC, which is the coolest shit I've seen ever. Yeah, they got to keep doing the Hot Wheels I'm, shit. I'm going to be real. 
that shit was the hypest when I saw the fucking like all the tracks. I was like, "This is cool." I don't give a, care what anybody says. This is fucking awesome. I want to see like a Lego expansion. They did for four. I remember that, but I want to see it again. Yeah, because <laughs> they've already done Hot Wheels before as well. That's right. Yeah, so give us another Lego one. The hot, I, the, literally, as I was watching, I told Matt, I was like, "Yo, the little kid in me is like getting hype." Mm-hmm. Like, because I'm literally seeing my childhood now in a video game, and I'm like, "This is fucking cool." So that's actually really cool. That I think comes out uh, this July. Yeah, so July. So it's soon. Uh, Vin Diesel riding dinosaurs, uh, otherwise known as Arc Two, uh, next year coming out. So cool. Yeah. Uh, it, it seems like the story is very heavily focused on family. Yeah. Vin Diesel and his daughter riding dinosaurs and shit. So this cool. is just Fast and the Furious 25 pre-release. This is Fast and Furious pre- Primal. Yeah. Fast and Furious World. Uh, next was Scorn, that really fucking creepy FPS game where your guns have like the fleshy shit and all the yeah that, that looked pretty cool it looks cool but i'm also feel like i'm gonna be real uncomfortable playing it because like the sound design alone is gonna make me like want to vomit so Lots of squelching yeah next was flintlock the siege of dawn which is that kind of cool action game that's the one where you can like <clears throat> like that little fairy thing falling, or with the, yeah other people online right no no so this is the um third person rpg you have the gun and the sword. You have this little bird thing following you. It helps you, like, teleport through things. And, like, it looks like another Souls-esque kind of game. Um, but it looks cool. That was, the, the I guess, the protagonist there for it. But So the way that you're describing it makes me think this was an early build of Fable that they retooled. Maybe. Gun and pistol. Fairy. It looked, it looked really cool. I liked, because I also just like action games. So Flintlock looked interesting. I'm I'm very interested to see where that goes and what the story is and how in depth the action combat is. Mm-hmm. But I like that. Uh, Minecraft Legends. So we got a new not Minecraft Minecraft game, uh, which is an action strategy game. Which I wonder what the fuck that means. I don't know who at Microsoft needs to hear this, but Minecraft is not a franchise that we now. need to see other genres of. No, go fuck yourself. Give me a Devil May Cry Minecraft game. No. <laughs> Give me a big-ass character action game. Give me a Souls-like. I want to see that shit. At least the hitboxes would be easy to make. That's, yeah, that's fair. Uh, Lightyear Frontier was that farming sim, but in space with mechs. And not affiliated with Disney. <laughs> no, but you know what's funny about that is Matt got hype. He like got real hype, and he was like, "We gotta play this together." And I'm just like, "Ah, maybe." <laughs> I liked the first trailer for it because it made it seem like it was a a narrative driven thing. But after watching the gameplay, I'm like, "Nah." It was literally just farming simulator, but in uh, but space. in a Titanfall. <laughs> yeah, for real. Uh, Gunfire Reborn was that really cutesy Doom clone. Mm-hmm. Uh, it looks fun, but I really don't care. Um, this one was interesting. Is that the last case of Benedict Fox, which is that kind of side-scrolling Metroidvania game where, like, this dude's coming back to see his dad and there's, like, the fucking demon thing showing to him. And I'm like, this looks really cool. Yeah. So that I'm interested in. Uh, It's spring next year. It's day one Game Pass. Uh, That looked cool. So definitely look up the last case of Benedict Fox. That one's good. As Dust Falls is that... uh, like that graphic novel, choose your own adventure thing. Like a yeah, I saw that one. That that looks fun. I don't know if I'll actually like play it. I mean, if it's on, I think it's on Game Pass. 
Yeah, so it so when it comes out next month, it'll be on Game Pass. So I might try it out then. Nice. But uh, that looks interesting. Yeah. I, I it's it's from old uh, Quantic Dream devs, so it's people who left mm. that uh, left them to go to, to this. So hopefully nice. it does well. I I want more for that. The game you were talking about that action uh, battle royale is Naraka Blade Point. Mm-hmm. Um, June twenty third. So in a couple of weeks. But that 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 does look really cool, and it has a campaign mode. That's gonna be the for the first time. Yeah, I I'm definitely gonna at least download and try that one. Um, if it gets way too heavy into the monetization, I'm gonna drop it. Yeah. But I like the way the gameplay looks, so I'm gonna give it a try at least. Uh, next you got Pentiment, which is that new Obsidian game, which looks like that weird story, like that game. Yeah. Uh, it's a narrative crime story, so it's heavy into that RPG narrative part. Um, so I'm assuming, you know, and this is from Obsidian, so I'm assuming the writing is going to be stellar. Um, but, yeah, it looked interesting. I'll probably, if, if that would be a game where if it comes to Switch, 100% play it there. Yeah. And if it's, but if it's like a, this is going to be a Game Pass game, it'll I'll play it when I'm like, I have nothing else to play. I thought it was really interesting seeing that they were like, we finished Honey, I Shrunk the Kids game. I was like, that still wasn't done. Oh, yeah, that's the next thing. Yeah, so it's finally going to full release, which I'm assuming just means physical copies will be put out and stuff like that Yeah, in September, which I now that the story's finished, I might actually go in and play it again. I didn't even know it had a story. Well, that's the thing. Now it does. Well, I, I've been interested in it. Um, so I is it on Game Pass? Yes. Okay, because I, I have been very much wanting to play that. I love Obsidian games. So the, once that full release hits, I'll play that. It'll hit in September, and that actually would be a good one. We could all play together because it's meant to be co-op and meant to like go in like that. I'm down with that. Uh, but yeah, full release for that. Um, Erebon Shadow Legacy, that really cool stealth-looking game with the blue-haired chick. Mm-hmm. That looked cool. That did look cool. Um, I, I'm a big sucker for dedicated stealth, so... And the idea, like, what they show where you can, like, travel through shadows and stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, cool. So there's some kind of puzzle solving. And, like, it looked really neat. And Game Very Pass. Very fluid. Oh, yeah. And it's a Game Pass game. So I don't. So I can actually try it out. If I will say, though, if this game is good enough, I'll pay for it. Yeah. That one, I can definitely see myself becoming, like, a stan of. Hmm. Next, we got Diablo 4. Uh, they went full in on the presentation for this one. It comes out next year. Um, and this one is for everything. So PC, Xbox, PlayStation, and Switch. That's good. And, I, uh, I really liked playing 3 on my Switch. 3 was really good. This one I know they said is going back to like the basics of like that 1 and 2 were built off of. So it's more... That's really good it's, to hear. It's more of the action RPG and less of like what 3 kind of was, which is more, I guess, humorous and kind of... I don't know what to like... It's 3 felt more like a... It, it had the tone of, like, an MMO to me. 3 wasn't a gothic horror game. Yeah. Whereas 2 was, and it looks like 4 is, for sure. I think I'm the only person I know that owns the Loot Goblin Amiibo. I have it. Oh, well. Yeah, it's in wherever my Amiibos are in one of these boxes. But I oh, do yeah. have the Loot Goblin because you told me about it, and that's why I bought it. Doesn't come in an Amiibo box. Nope. It's literally just they glued pre-existing figures they couldn't sell onto a base. Probably, yeah. I think it's cool, though. I, so I have one. I like it. It's a it's a nice little sculpt, but um, yeah. It look. I'm actually interested in how this game is going to play because it's an open world game, which I think is very cool. Uh, the gameplay looks really sick. 
I like the the ideas of like how you can jump off a cliff and do an attack and like different things like that. The the classes look really interesting. The character customization is really cool. I I really this is a super weird thing to want, but I want them to bring back the Ganondorf armor set for the Switch version because you could just apply that to any armor. So that was really fucking tight. I'm I'm interested to see kind of where, especially where this game uh, goes, because now they're making Necromancer a day one playable class. Yeah. That's never happened before, has it? No, cool, because I think Necromancer came for three, because they did that Rise of the Necromancer pack. Mm-hmm. Remember, we played it with uh, Matt. Oh, that was my character I was playing. I just had my squad like of bones. 50 fucking guys <laughs> following us and wasting anything in our path. It it, it became no fun, I think, because yeah, literally... Because we were all just like walking around like, how do we get out of this cave? All these skeletons were we, just murdering everything. Well, like, any time like, we, we went into combat... We were like, oh, shoot, enemies. All my skeletons would just run at the thing and be like, oh, I guess it's dead now. Yeah. So that that was, I think Necromancer wasn't balanced quite right for multiplayer. in that one. Yeah, so if we ever play Diablo 3 again, I'll, I'll change. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm very interested to see, because I saw, I even mentioned it to Matt. I was like, hey, look, that guy's got some skeletons next to him. So, But it looked like there was only like three. So yeah, I think they've put a cap on the skeletons. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I literally, I literally had the squad going. I was just like going, go fight that we thing. We had a me. literal army at one point. <laughs> it was so funny. We fought a boss in like 2.5 seconds. And literally all of the damage was being dealt by my fucking skeletons, dude. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Diablo, Diablo, Diablo 4 looks really cool. I hope to God um, it's, it's not like... It's not immortal. <laughs> Jesus, that's been so fun to see, honestly. But, what did uh, they expect? <laughs> I don't. Th- I think they knew what they were getting, but they've already made the deals. They've already done the things. So they're just like fuck it, throw it out there. Yeah. Um. But Diablo more like Diablo four looks like it's the Diablo people want. Like we're finally getting a Diablo that like is going to be what like Diablo fans want to play. I hope so. And I, I I definitely hope monetization wise they they keep this kind of kind of in line with how if they have to do monetization like don't like make it to where you can play this game by yourself and not have to grind like. Yeah. And, like, if you're playing with friends, like, that's what it should be at the end of the day. If you want to offer cosmetic shit or do something, sure. But, like, don't be a dick. Yeah. But I, I don't have high hopes for that. Uh, sea of Thieves Season 7 is coming, which you can now be a captain. Cool. I haven't, I haven't really played Sea of Thieves, so I can't. I thought it was really funny in that trailer where they were like, look at all these things we added. We promise we're a good game. Please play us. Well, I mean, <laughs> to be fair, they hit, what was it, like... They hit a lot. Like they, it was a lot of concurrent players. I was gonna recently. say, like when when they hit Steam is when like a lot of people really got into it. So it's been a huge success story for Rare. So I mean, good good on them. And, and it still feels like that trailer, especially, had that Rare charm. Yeah. That I was like, all right, so they still have it. Just make a good game. The Pirates of the Caribbean trailer still is one of the best like trailers that I've ever seen. I still I still liked that content. I went and played it just to play it. I liked it. Hell yeah. And that's also one of the favorite games of local L.A. beefcake Ryan McGee. Local L.A. beef. Have you seen all their super mega like art contest shit? No. They they pretty much said, hey, we're going to do an art contest. Make the gayest fan art, and we're going to make it merch. We're going to pick three winners. and They should just take excerpts from their fucking book. Honestly. <laughs> but uh, next was Ravenlock, which is that Alice in Wonderland looking game. Yeah. Looks really cool. I'm actually super down for it. So I, I'll Art tell style you, alone is awesome. I'll tell you why this disappointed me. Oh, shit. 
um, I saw it and I was like really excited because I immediately knew, oh, this is an Alice game. I was like, America McGee is back. Ah, uh, and okay. then I was like, oh, it's just they're trying to. Well, that was the thing that. is me, me and Matt were like, is this an Alice in Wonderland game? He's like, no, it is like Queen of Hearts, all this stuff, and then it just Ravenlock, and I was like, it's it's Alice in Wonderland, like yeah. that's what it is. But it looks cool. I think I I'm all for more action games where child gets sent to other world and has to fend for themselves it does look really cool i just like i, I have such a love for madness madness returns, returns is specifically so that is so good yeah uh next is cocoon which is that weird sci-fi puzzle thing where you play this little butterfly fucker i guess yeah it's from the uh, it's from the creator of inside and limbo so that has me like okay i'll check it out for sure yeah but um I liked the cool, or you, you throw a ball, and then you just jump into it, and now you're in another world. I was mm. like, whoa, that was trippy as fuck. So I'm hoping the kind of action platformy puzzle solving is, is stellar in this one. So yeah, I'm hoping they get same. creative with it. Um, we got Wolong Fallen Dynasty, which is uh, Team Ninja. Um, and it's I'm assuming it's just Xbox Neo. I saw it, and I thought, this is Xbox Dynasty Warriors. <laughs> we'll see. I... I, I I'm hoping it's them doing like kind of an action, more action oriented, like single player game and not yours fucking war. Yeah. Cause I love Neo. Neo's really fun. I would argue that's probably my favorite of the, like it goes Elden Ring, Bloodborne, Neo two, Dark Souls three for me of like the, like the, the souls. Yeah. Like souls born shit. Yeah. Um, but I'm all down for this. I love team ninja, Koi Tecmo. They do really well with their games. Three, the three hopes demo came out which oh yeah i played that by the way i need to play that um it's actually there's 12 chapters you can play because it's it's the it's the first four of the three routes damn so you can get far and it carries over so um but yeah that's cool uh and then we got the bomb drop of persona yeah that was the most hype thing for both of us i think bro okay i fucking called it we did i not we we kind of knew well, like, because, um, like, how many times have I said what would be the banger thing to do is not just bring five, but, like, go fuck it and say here's three, four, and five? I've been saying that since four Golden came out on PC. That, like, if, and, like, especially once we started hearing the rumors of Persona 5 coming to Xbox, I was like, dude, do all three of them. Yeah. This also cements that Persona started with three. There's no one and two, no matter what anybody says. Uh, Persona 3 was the first game. I mean, in canon, that's also kind of how it yeah. goes, because in 2, they create the new world, and then it's like, that shit doesn't exist I need anymore. to play 2. I actually really want to, especially to see sunglasses wearing Hitler. Yeah. That shit was... The fact that's a thing that somebody said, yeah, sign off, we're good. Yeah. So. Um, I, I really like the presentation of that trailer, starting it off with... Burn my trailer. I oh. was like, oh, yes. Well, you, know, you know what's funny, too? That song's not in Portable. <laughs> yeah. Portable has a Japanese opening, an actual Japanese one. But it's it's the it's the combat music in some parts, I think. No, combat is Mass Destruction, which starts with like the baby, 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 and then goes in. That's the combat one. Oh, yeah, Burn my, you're right. There, there is a Burn My Dread, I think, final battle version. Yeah. Which is the final boss uh, fight. Okay, that's what I'm thinking. But of. still, the fact like you like I I've, I've been watching reactions and people freak the fuck out when they go, "Wait, 3?" Because we've haven't that game has not shown back up since the dancing since, game. Yeah. And then before and even that, then it was very overshadowed by the yeah. 5 dancing game. Well, and even that, it was 
three has been overshadowed by the fuck by four. Four got what? Two fighting games, which granted brought the three characters over. Two fighting games. Dancing game, an anime. Two animes, technically. Yeah. And in uh, and then a remake that was really good. And in Q, they start off with With four. Four. I need to go back and play the Q games. Q is really fun. I just love drawing little maps. I need yeah. I need to go back and in in Q because that that game that was actually really fun. But yeah, Persona Persona Three Portable, specifically Portable, Persona Four Golden, and Persona Five Royale are all coming to Xbox Game Pass and PC, uh, and PlayStation uh, Five. So, Switch and PS4 seem to not get them. That, I mean, Nintendo probably tied their balls in a knot and spanked them until they were pink and stinky. To get for them to be like, say five. Well, not even that. Just to be like, don't include our logo in this reveal. I wonder if it's going to show up at the Direct. I think it will. Because well, because I know Push Square was the one who said, hey, it's coming to PlayStation, don't worry, and Steam. So I wonder if Nintendo's going to say, here the games are. I, I think that's going to happen, at least with 3 and 4, because... Well, I mean, even with Royal, Royal is still a PS3 game, or built on the bones of one, so that, I think... That is true. I think it could run super well, and that game isn't super heavy on, like, textures and everything, yeah. and it's all cel-shaded pretty much, so they could do it pretty easy, I think. I think, realistically, if if they're going to show up on Switch, it'll be the Nintendo Direct, which is apparently at the end of this month. So, yeah. right before Xenoblade <laughs> fucking launches. I, I desperately want this to get physical on everything. The Persona ones? Yeah. Yeah. Especially on Switch. Like, even if it's a Japanese-only thing, I'll import that Oh, yeah, because well, they, they will... It's the region-free thing, so it'll just pop in. Oh, you have an American one? Here you go. Yeah. Uh, that especially... It, yeah, I hope they get physical everywhere. Because if I can buy the physical versions for Xbox, I will. I'll buy them on Switch as well. And I hope to God this brings down the price of Persona Four, Persona, like Persona Three Portable and Persona Four Golden base games. I fucking hope so because up until like a year ago they were like, well, P Three P was pretty expensive still, but Persona Four Golden never made it above like twenty bucks for like five years there, and then they were like, oh, uh, they're not making Vitas anymore. Hundred dollars. Fuck yeah, you. it was like Jesus Christ. Yeah. I was not happy with that one, but it is what it is. Dude, can you imagine a collector's edition for this shit? Like, if they do it physical, like, they're doing a collector's edition for fucking uh, the Soul Matrix Hacker. one. Yeah. Soul Hackers? Yeah. Yeah. Which I'm cool so, with that one. Yeah, but, I mean... It, I'm going to be real. At first, when they said Atlas, I thought, oh, Soul Hackers. Yeah. I thought they were just going to go with so that. too. And, and then, then burn my dread. And well, not even like, that. When I saw the butterfly, I went, no, there's no fucking way. I was I was driving at the time when I was watching it, so I just heard the music cue and I immediately got chills up my arms. <sighs> it was oh, it's so good. I I do I and I like that it does look like it's an upscaled. So like Persona Three Portable is a PSP game. This looks like it is definitely upscaled a bit. The models look like they've been retooled quite a bit. I'm hoping that they add a couple like some of the FES stuff. Maybe and maybe they'll do that post launch. But yeah, because Portable, the only difference realistically was the FEMC. And then and the controllable party yeah, members in the main which game was great. God tier shit for real. Holy fuck. Cause there was a huge thing where if you ever had, uh, the mommy character, I can't Mitsuru. remember. Mitsuru. Um, there was a boss where if he charmed her, she would just constantly heal him. Yeah. And it was impossible to beat. You get like soft locked if you had her in your party. Yeah, so thank God that that is now different. Because, yeah, I, I really want to play Persona 3 again. I never finished it, so I really want to finish it. 
Uh, this will give me an excuse to play Persona 4 again. And I might actually finish Royal now. Yeah. I finished Persona 5. Now I can finish Royal. And we should be good. I'm just excited to hear like the soundtracks coming out of some like super high quality speakers while I'm playing the game. Yes. Like that's what has me really excited. I, I definitely think I'll probably, if they come out on Switch, I'll probably play them on Switch, but I'm for sure going to download and at least start them on, on Game Pass just to show Sega and Xbox, like, do this again. Yeah, Because they, they took off uh, Yakuza 0, 1, and 2 off Game Pass. The rest are still on there, but it definitely shows there is a shelf life for some of these. Yeah. So I'm hoping to God they stay for a while. And even though they're going to be on Xbox now, I wonder if, because the, they're like the Yakuza games, they're probably going to be 20 bucks each. Maybe a little more. Dude, if that's the case, day one purchase. Yeah, cool, because all the Yakuza 0, 1, and 2 were all 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. So right now, which, by the way, if you want to play those right now, I think there's a sale going on. They're $4 each. Yeah. Go play that that shit. It's so good. But, um, yeah, that was definitely, for me specifically, me and you specifically, that was the most hype announcement because we're such big Persona fans. Yeah. That, like, yeah, that was bound to, like, hit. I have every collector's edition that they've released for Persona in general in the last couple of years. I have both fives, and I bought Q2, but I sold the game, so I still have the, the deck of cards and the plushie. The, I love that Koromaru plush. Oh, it's adorable. Uh, but I have the Catherine one, too, which has one of my favorite plushies of all time. It's a sheep fucking, thing, right? Yeah, the yeah. sheep. I love the fucking sheep in that game. I need to play Catherine, but I just don't like the creepy shit about it. Like the general vibe of it's pretty good, but like, I don't like how creepy it gets sometimes, but that's just me. The problem with Catherine original is that all the endings kind of suck. And then they were like, what if we added a fin boy and made that the best option in the entire game? <laughs> to and me, it well, is. I, it's funny. Cause like, to me, the, like <sighs> it with Catherine in general, cause it, I remember when I started playing it, I'm like, well, obviously I'm going to be faithful because, like, fuck this succubus bitch. But then you get into it and you're like, well, she's kind of a bitch. <laughs> the, well, even then, like, even Ren to an extent is like, wait, you're a weird alien space thing? Yeah. So, realistically, there's no good outcome except, okay, I can be king of space, that, and that's, like, cool. That's, like, the best version, yeah. I, I saw that key art for the first time and I was like, I'm sticking my dick in that finboy. I like that they added that too, by the way. I like that this one was like, hey, so here's Catherine about the two Catherines. Now we're going to add another Catherine with a Q, but this time this Catherine is a dude. It feels like they made Catherine full body as like the opposite of gay conversion therapy. It's like, see how terrible women are? Look how nice this finboy is. Yeah, for real. Jesus Christ. <laughs> but uh, all right. Next, it, <laughs> people got super hyped just because he showed up, but Hide- Hideako Kojima... No, Hideo Kojima. Hideako is another guy. They uh, do this every time they want unwarranted hype now. Like, uh, Game Awards did it, where they were like, here's Kojima, and everybody was like, oh my god, oh my god, Kojima, he's going to announce a new game. And he's like, no, here's a new Guillermo del Toro movie about least, a fucking circus. At least this one was, I'm making a game with Xbox Game Studios, so it was like, we're teaming up. And I'm like, okay, cool. I at least know there's going to be a game out of this one, whereas before it was like, hey, my buddy Guillermo's making a movie. Go watch it. We didn't even see the Kojima Studios logo. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. But um, I, I will for, say I like the idea of him saying, hey, I, this is a game I've wanted to make for a while because it's, it's cloud-based. Which, again, I want to know what he does because this is the same guy who 
he wanted his Silent Silent Hill game to send you text messages. Yeah. He this is the same guy who had Psycho Manus from Metal Gear where he would read your fucking memory card and be like, "Oh, you played Barbie Horse Princess uh whatever?" Yeah, I fucking weirdo. Yeah, I uh You had to unplug your controller and put it in the next port to beat the boss. This is that guy. If anyone can do some cool ass shit with cloud gaming, it's going to be him. When he showed up, I unreasonably, for some reason, thought he's going to finish Metal Gear 5. <laughs> <laughs> That's never happening. Because he, he was like, it's a game I've always wanted to make. And I was like, the ending of Metal Gear 5. <laughs> I, dude, Konami just has to remake Metal Gear 1. If they, if they do what Resident Evil's doing and like faithfully really oh ma- modernize the Metal Gear franchise, they can just double dip. <laughs> Yeah. They can go, here's Metal Gear 1. All right, now we're doing Metal Gear 2. Here's Metal Gear 3. Here's 4, finally. And then they could straight up be like, and then to wrap it all up, we're getting Kojima back to finish 5. Konami's due for a Capcom arc. Honestly, yeah. Like, they imagine one year they come back and they're like, hey, we're sorry about all that stuff we did. Here's, here's, a, here's a new Castlevania well, and we're finishing Metal Gear well, properly. Could you, could you imagine if they go, here's Metal Gear Solid, the remake? And you're like, okay, cool. Also, here just to... Here's here's a Castlevania Lords of Shadows collection with all three of them, and a new Castlevania made by Mercury Steam, the guys who did Metroid Dread. Mm, like that would be tight. I'd be fucking hype. I I mean honestly, it would be such easy money. They keep trying to milk the shit out of this engine. Just finish Metal Gear Five. Like they sold us that dog shit zombie game. Just sell me Metal Gear Solid Five Complete Edition and add in the last chapter that you took out because yeah. you are greedy fucks. Honestly, yeah, they should. The last thing on the Xbox showcase was Starfield. This was them. This is Bethesda's big dick swinging. Todd Howard came out in the leather jacket, ready to talk. Yep, he stood uh, on his stool and pretended he wasn't three feet tall, and then he wandered back to the Shire. The uh, so first and foremost, I like that they actually. I dude, I was hoping to God, I thought it'd be so funny. Remember that little teaser where it showed Starfield then the, the logo and then it faded to black before he came on I was like god could you imagine if they would have ended it there yeah if they would have said no go fuck yourself I could see him doing it oh that'd be so funny but uh, <coughs> they didn't they he like Todd Howard fashion like with Fallout 4 and 76 uh, he said hey here's the game we're gonna show you the game and they showed us a beginning mission with some combat uh, they showed us how it's pretty much just No Man's Skyrim mm-hmm and uh, then they showed off the you know the planets, character creation, shipbuilding. Uh, this looks like honestly like everything other game they've had built to this one. Yeah, I, I'm excited to see more about it. I really want to play it. Um, I just hated that part of the conference because I think Todd Howard is a rat bastard fuck. Yeah, well, in yeah, I think I definitely think seventy six was the worst fucking thing for them. Where he's like, it just works. That didn't even push me over the edge. It was reading his testament about peddling his son Skyrim. What? He, uh, his son was playing Breath of the Wild on his Switch, and Todd Howard saw this and he was like, "Hey, you know what's kind of like Breath of the Wild? Skyrim. And there's even Breath of the Wild stuff in Skyrim. So this motherfucker." is selling Skyrim 50 times to all of us and to his own goddamn flesh and blood now. To be fair, that's probably him going like, I think my son's old enough to play these games if he's liking Breath of the Wild. I think it's less of him peddling and more of that being... Because if I'm a dad, I'm going to do that kind of shit. I'm like, hey, if you like this... I'm going to get case in point. If I, if my, if I, if I have kids and they, if they pick up a game that has any sword combat, be like, Hey, yo, devil may cry. 
You want to play some Devil May Cry? Right. So I that I don't I don't give that one, but the fact that yeah, well I also love by the way the Skyrim again thing. This motherfucker has straight up on record said if you want us to stop releasing it, stop buying it again. And then I looked up sales numbers of the re-releases and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, no wonder they keep doing it. Well, that's the thing. It's like everything that's wrong in this country. It's the silent majority. Well, that's the thing. Is like, I see so many people going, fuck, why do they keep doing this? Look how many people hate it. I'm like, yeah, but how many people don't get on Twitter or Reddit and just see things go, ooh. I, I would be much more okay with it if they hadn't released Fallout 3 once. Yeah, that's my biggest thing is I feel like they should have put out Fallout 3 or Oblivion. Like, to me, those two should have also had, like, excellent, like, here's uh, Upscaled, which I get it. When they released Skyrim again for the first time, it was like, that was the easiest one. We need a stopgap. Right, because it was a new gen. Yeah, so they were like, here's Skyrim again. We This was the easiest one we could upscale without, you know, having to do extensive work. Because I think, weren't they still... This was Skyrim, which one came first? Fallout 4 or Skyrim Special? Uh, Skyrim Special, I think. No, it, well, would, did Fallout 4 come out before the Switch? Fallout 4 came out way before the so Switch. So then Skyrim Special was after. Yeah. So I, I could see them putting that out just being like, we need a game out. And obviously they were working on Fallout 76, which go read about the, the Jason Schreier article. A lot of shit uh, about that one, which is not good. Um, but it shows kind of where Bethesda kind of faltered with that game, and they broke every promise they made with seventy six. Yeah, but um, yeah, I definitely could see them being like, we just need to put out something. Yeah, and that was that. And to be fair, I, I think it worked because by that point, this had been like the at least for consoles was the best way to play Skyrim after that point. Because and then now with the anniversary, which again for the anniversary edition, it's like, well, it's the ten years. I get that. Like, yeah, the, the, and the, it's it's vastly different from the original game while still keeping the same soul so there is a reason for them to release that one but, but even, it also kind of has the same energy of you fucking make it then yeah honestly but um i'm more so excited because apparently someone they're doing like the sky oblivion thing where they're remaking oblivion in skyrim's engine and someone said that they're gonna also port that to the modding scene on xbox that would be so dope. if you get sky oblivion if if that is a thing I can download on the Xbox modding thing, I'm gonna fucking do it. Yeah, I I can't wait to see more of um, what is it? Project New Vegas. Yeah. Oh yeah. The yeah. Fall, the one where it's Fallout Four. I'll I'll buy Fallout Four specifically for Xbox and then buy that mod just for that. Yeah, for real. But uh, yeah, Starfield looks really interesting. I like. By the way, they have confirmed there's no voice for the protagonist. Nice. Thank God. So we're back to here's your like seven different things you can say. Have fun with it. Um, that really took me out of Fallout 4. Well, and that's the thing with, with a lot of these games. Like, look at like Mass Effect, right? The thing is, Shepard's not you. You're mm. playing as Shepard. Right. Geralt is Geralt. V in Cyberpunk is V. You don't play as you. You're playing as these characters that you can kind of push a certain way. In fo- the, pre- the previous Elder Scrolls, all the fallouts beforehand, you didn't play as a character. It was you. It was you. New Vegas, especially, where it's like, you were a courier. Now, I don't know, fucking figure it out. Like, sure, in Fallout 3, it's like you have your dad and other stuff. But it's like, you got to kind of pick legitimately how you want to be. Mm-hmm. And it worked. Outer Worlds does that super well, too. Yes. Outer Worlds does it I will ride Oblivion's dick until the sun puffs out the fact that there's a possible chance now that a new vegas 2 can happen yeah makes me more excited than anything else xbox could ever release 
even Fable. Did I tell you I started playing Outer Worlds on Switch? No. It's not that bad of a port. <laughs> okay, because well, like I honestly wanted to play it on Switch, but I was like, eh, I have it on Xbox, might as well stay there. Like it it looks like a 360 Bethesda game just mm. because that's the sacrifice they had to make. But honestly, but other pretty than solid. that, it it works. All the mechanics are there. Like it's it's fun. I really want to play through Outer Worlds, especially because uh, the DLC, like the murder on the whatever, that one apparently is fucking solid. Yeah. So I, I want to go back to play Outer Worlds at some point, but maybe that'll be my stopgap between Starfield. But yeah, like I'm I'm super glad because it see and especially you see all like the traits you could pick. Mm-hmm. They're really saying, hey, we want to go back to our RPG roots, not just making it an accessible everybody can play easy RPG like Fallout Four was, which I like Fallout Four. Don't get me wrong, but their level moments. their level system ha- is like a mix of Skyrim's and Fallout's, where it's. Like in Skyrim or in the Elder Scrolls, to level something up, you just do it. Yeah. In in Fallout, you pick perks and that adds to your shit. Mm-hmm. They're combining that where you can level something up, learn a perk, and then do the thing, and it levels it up. the The fact that they're focusing more on the RPG mechanics again makes me really excited, and that also gives me a lot of hope for what they do in the future. Yeah, Elder like Scrolls if Six. Elder Scrolls Six sticks to that, then it's it's going to be a great game, and it's going to be the next Skyrim that we play on the PS ninety five. For real, like the fact that Elder Scrolls Six is a thing that, if it pops off and becomes like a game of the generation, like Skyrim did, to me that's going to show that like no, Bethesda's got it still. I think Starfield. If Starfield comes out and is like stellar, I think people are going to go, yeah, Fallout seventy six was the misstep. Fallout 4 was them trying something that we didn't like. Fallout 76 fucking failed, but Starfield comes out and it's like, boom, this is Bethesda. Yeah, they're hitting licks again. So, yeah. I still legitimately can't tell if people are serious or not when they say if Skyrim is good, why isn't there a Skyrim 2? Because I'm like, are you just one of those people or are you (laughs) memeing on me? (laughs) Well, like, the fact that people don't... The fact that there are some people who don't know that Skyrim is called The Elder Scrolls 5. Yeah. They're just like, oh yeah, Skyrim. It's like, no, motherfucker, like, that's the fifth one. Mm-hmm. So Elder Scrolls Six is going to be whatever the fuck. Like, they're not going to call it Skyrim 2. I can't tell you how many people have, when I was working at GameStop, came in and were like, I need something that's like Skyrim. Is there another Skyrim? I'm like, have you played Oblivion? <laughs> and they're like, no, what is that? And I was like, it's Skyrim 4. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, dude, I remember I said that. Someone, was, someone literally came up to me and said, I like Skyrim, but like I'm a big fan of like FPS games. Like, do you have anything? And I literally went, boy, I'm about to open your eyes real fast. And I pull, I literally went to the back shelf, opened a drawer, and went, "You ever heard of Fallout?" And he went, "No, what's that?" And I went, Whoa. "Dude, giving someone one of those 360 Bethesda games at GameStop that had never played one before, they always came back and they were like, thank you for that recommendation.' Dude, I I got someone to buy uh, uh, Fall uh, New Vegas had like those new cases where it's like mm, Xbox 360 the, whatever like the Xbox and, One yeah. ones and so I was like yeah check this out he's like cool and literally came back a week later and he was like he literally came in and was like dude that New Vegas is really good I was like yeah right and then like it got quiet and he goes they make more of those <laughs> and, I, and I went I went y'all got any more of that Fallout <laughs> yeah, he was like you, you got more so you got another Fallout back there and I literally went. We got Fallout 3, which is very similar to the New Vegas. And didn't even let me finish. You go, I'll take that one. He opens the box and eats the disc right in front of you. <laughs> Reminds me of the guy who brought God of War. And when I opened it to check the disc, there's a fucking cockroach sitting on the fucking disc. I slammed that shit shut. Those were the fucking worst. And I, I, and I went, 
Nah, dog, I can't take that. I can't. And I he go, no, it was worse. He went, oh, okay, cool. Walked out the door, I'm like, cool. And I saw him just open it and dump the cockroach outside. Oh, bro. And then walked his ass back in and said, all right, here you go. And I just looked him dead in the face and go, dog, I'm not taking that. And he's like, why? I'm like, because there's like, a fucking roach on it. Because that case is where COVID-19 found its intensity. Like, holy fuck, dude. Like, anytime I saw someone bring in an Xbox, like, original Xbox, and that bitch was, like, the white Xboxes, and it was yellow. Yeah. I fucking was, I wanted to vomit. That dude, shit is so gross. I don't even want to know how many Wii remotes I've cleaned that have legitimately been inside someone. <laughs> Because they always had, like, a huge heaping load of brown shit on them. Mm, and yeah. I, I never wore gloves except for when I was cleaning wee shit. <laughs> Anytime somebody showed me something that was white, I was like, all right, gloves. Yeah. Like, dude, and also, there's some controllers that I've cleaned. I'm like, how the fuck do you get this much dirt? Literally. Or, like, like, dead, in, the, like in the side where the like, plastic meets. I guess, like, dead skin, sure. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm, like, sitting there going, that's too much. Yeah. Like, holy fuck. All right, we got some dead skin. There's your child you thought lost in the woods. There's the fucking Ark of the Covenant. It's never happened to me, but I've heard horror stories of when someone takes the blower into a console, bugs fly out. And that, I'm so glad that never happened to me. That never happened to me, but I got quite a few dust clouds. Like, the Xbox One S specifically, like, when you blow it in the side, it would just go <laughs> out the top like a fucking atomic bomb. Dude, console, like, taking, like, this is why I hated trades. Like, I was all for, like, tr- like if people give me a stack of games. Mm-hmm. Cause I'm like, whatever, sure, I can go through that. And sometimes people had, like, special edition, like, like I, I legit stole someone's Final Fantasy uh, 11 360 copy. Because yeah. I said we took it, and I didn't, just so I could have it on the shelf. That's how I got the uh, Final Fantasy 10, like, the art book. Because somebody traded it in, and DJ was like, hey, somebody traded in the special edition with the art book. Do you want it? And I was like, fuck yeah, hold that shit. Yeah. So, uh, but like, yeah, console trades are the worst, because half the time, they didn't have everything that came with it. So I'm like, hey, do you have this thing? They go, no. So many people wanted to fight me over HDMI cords. That's the thing, is I'm like, okay, so I guarantee you, you just kept the HDMI cord, because you're like, I can use this for something else. Right, because you're using that with your fucking... Roku or whatever you broke motherfucker and then when they bring that back and then I say hey I have to charge you for an HDMI cord like why my favorite was the person who straight looked at me and said mine didn't come with one and I'm like did you buy it new he's like yeah, yeah. you like, oh. bought it used yeah it did <laughs> well like if they bought it used it could be like okay well someone fucked up could have fucked up but it's like this man brought it back in the box Everything was in box and was like, it didn't come with one. No, it fucking did. You see this labeled spot that says HDMI cord? That's where your HDMI cord was, buddy. I literally turned one around and said, it literally says here it comes with an HDMI cord. Mm-hmm. And he goes, well, mine didn't. I'm like, well, then that, you should have called Sony. That is that's not, not my problem. Yeah, I was like, that's not my problem. I need to have all these. Like, fuck, I hated taking in consoles. Yeah. Especially if someone brought in a fucking Wii. Then I'm like, oh, fuck. Because there's so much shit you have to have with that one. Wii remote, you didn't have to have a nunchuck, but you have to have a Wii remote, the Wii itself, the three-prong cord, the Mm -hmm. wall adapter, and the fucking sensor bar. Yeah. All of that had to be there. Like, unlike most things, it's just like cord, cord, controller, done. Yeah, because Nintendo is needlessly excessive. And then the the Wii U as well, where you had to have the gamepad and the gamepad charger. The Wii U was the worst because I always had to do them because... Like, all these other people that were there less time than me had no idea what a Wii U needed to work. Yeah. So that was always fun. 
Yeah, I we uh, we need to get like Joey and Devony just do a full GameStop. Like, fuck the holy shit. Devony's like, got some good stories. There was uh, no one ever pronounced her name correctly, and every time I'd hear a new one, I'd get super giddy and just call her that for the next like two months. <laughs> I still call her Daphne sometimes <laughs> because I got a phone call once and uh, I was standing right in front of her. I picked up the phone and I was like, "Hey, GameStop, what do you need?" He was like, uh, hey, is Daphne still there? And I just cracked this evil grin, and I was like, Daphne is here. <laughs> so that meme will never die for me. Yeah, we need we need to get them on to do, like, here's the horror stories of GameStop. Same with Taylor, just whoever we can, just, like, GameStop horror stories. I want to have Taylor on just so you can hear her awful customer service voice. Oh, boy. It's so shrill and terrible, and it makes me want to kill myself. Sick. But yeah, anything else you want to want to uh, talk about, or you think that's it for the day? Uh, I just want to say, Summer Game Fest is not as good as E3 announcements were. Well, the thing is, E3 was like cool. It's it's set for like a week. Yeah, like at most, you're gonna have a week of stuff or like three days. It was a lot easier. Like if if E3 was happening this year, I would have just asked off for the three days, and we could have like done a podcast for each thing and just put them out. Yeah, but. No, now we just got to wait for things to sporadically just kind of hit. Yeah, and <clears throat> I, I really don't like the way that this is shaking out, really. Like, everything needs to be centralized. Keep the hype train going, because that's going to get more people to buy your fucking games. I can't tell you how many games I bought as a kid from just watching E3 for, like, say, a new Sonic game was coming out. I want to see that at E3. Watch the conference, be like, oh, what's this other cool game? Like, the only thing that really, like, hits now is when Sony, Nintendo, or Xbox do something. Right. Everybody yeah. else, if you don't give a shit about Capcom games, you're not going to watch the Capcom showcase. Yeah. And so if they announce a new thing that looks cool, like, Exo Primal, I think, could hit a certain audience. I Honestly, I think it could have a very core, like, multiplayer audience that only plays that game. But if they're only targeting Capcom audiences, they're not going to fucking do much. Yeah. But if you put Exo Primal, like, the Xbox showcase, that shit would hit. Case in point. My favorite E3 to this day is still is still when the Xbox showed off fucking Devil May Cry. Yeah, like that was hype as fuck. And even the I I I, I always go back to this and I keep bringing it up, but the fucking Jump Force one, that trailer was the hypest shit ever. Jump Force followed by Devil May Cry or followed by some near I think near game or something happened and then Devil May Cry. Mm-hmm. But then like yeah like you it was fucking awesome and then like you look at. Even Bethesda's first E3 where they fucking hit it out of the park with fucking, all right, Doom 2016 and Fallout 4 all both on the same day, and they ended it with Fallout 4. That was fucking cool. Yeah. I do have two more things before we go. Okay. Uh, One, the only thing that I really wanted out of E3, Cult of the Lamb did get its release date, August 11th. Super hyped to play that. I really hope that they do a physical version of that. Mm. And uh, I wanted to ask, how are you feeling about the TMNT game? I'm interested in it, but, like, at this point, fuck, there's so many era of Turtles. Stop doing the same one over and over again. Yeah, honestly. Like, I- I'm I'm going to buy it, dude. Don't get me wrong. But, like, it, I'm very much on, like, the, the, like, that's the Turtles, like, the 90s people know about. And, I, granted, great series, and I like it. But what about the fucking cartoon on four kids that was a little more edgy? That's the one that I want to see. What about, or case in point, what about the fucking comics? 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they're, they're, they're I want to see a black and white beat them up with turtles with the only color on the screen being their fucking bandana. Could you imagine a Ronin game? Dude, if, where, they, did, where if it, they did like an Arkham style Ronin game, that shit would be game of the year. Like, that's the thing is like, I feel like there's more options of just doing a beat em up. And like, I feel, and granted, Shredder's Revenge looks awesome. Mm-hmm. I'm super hyped for it, especially for people who like the old school TMNT beat em ups. This is great for them. Give me some new shit, though. Yeah. Like the, the TMNT game from Plat- Platinum? Was it Platinum? Uh, are you thinking Tur- of the Transformers one? It's in that same vein where it's supposed to be like an action game. I but it didn't do so hot. I don't think it was Platinum. I think it was like Ninja or something. It, whatever it was, it didn't do so hot. And I, yeah. feel, I feel like if you can get the right person for the re- for the role, we can have a stellar t- t- Turtles game. Yeah, definitely. But yeah. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, we're probably going to have a couple more Summer game stuff happening since more people are you know, still doing their press conferences. Mm-hmm. Obviously, we'll talk about the Nintendo Direct when it happens. Definitely. Um, I'll, I'll hit a lick on that shit. But, uh, yeah, thank you guys for, for watching, and as always... Take it sleazy. Oh, wait, shit. Fart, sorry. Uh, Instagram. Instagram, sidequest underscore podcast. You can find me and Luke both on there as followers or following. Um, post new episode updates, and as soon as I get that goddamn Scott Pilgrim box, I'll do an unboxing for you guys, but Limited Run just wants to sit around and suck on their own cocks all day, so I guess that's never happening. It's probably a beefy cock, though, because like, they're the only ones like keeping physicals alive at this point. That's true. They're, they're also doing uh, physicals for that Turtles game we just talked about with collector's editions and everything, and it's not even part of their uh, numbered collection. So. I hope they start doing some Xbox games. Uh, they are. They just... They just put one out. What the fuck was it? It's the Turtles game. They have that one coming out on oh, Xbox. Oh, okay, cool. I think that's the first of their Xbox collection, so that's nice. Okay, cool. But yeah, so thank you guys for listening. And as always, take it sleazy. <laughs>